1: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 855, Bitcoin, Millennials Fake Gold, by Vitaly Katzenelson of ContrarianEdge.com. And I'm Dan, I'm your host, and hope you've had a great week. Happy Friday to you, and welcome to the podcast where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. For now, let's get right to our post as we optimize your life. Bitcoin, Millennials Fake Gold by Vitaly Katzenelson of ContrarianEdge.com I've been asked about Bitcoin a lot lately. I haven't written anything about it because I find myself in an uncomfortable place in agreeing with the mainstream media. It's a bubble. Bitcoin started out as what I'd call millennial gold. The young digital generation looked at it as their gold substitute. Bitcoin is really two things, a blockchain technology and a perceived currency. The blockchain element of Bitcoin may have enormous future applications. It may be used for electronic contracts, voting, money transfers, and the list goes on. But there is a very important misconception about Bitcoin. Ownership of Bitcoin doesn't give you ownership of the technology. I, without owning a single Bitcoin, own as much Bitcoin technology as someone who owns a million Bitcoins. That is, exactly none. It's just like when you have $1,000 on a Visa debit card. That $1,000 doesn't give you part ownership of the Visa network unless you actually own some Visa stock. Owning Bitcoin gives you a right to… what, actually? Digital bits? I can understand gold bugs and the original Bitcoin aficionados. The global economy is living beyond its means and financing its lifestyle by issuing a lot of debt. Normally, this behavior would cause higher interest rates and inflation, but not when you have central banks. Our local central bankers simply bought this newly issued debt and brought global interest rates down to near zero levels, and in many cases, to what would have been previously unthinkable negative levels. If you think investing today is difficult, being a parent is even more difficult. I tried to explain what I just talked about to my 16 year old son, Jonah. I saw the same puzzled look in his eyes as when he found out where babies come from. I also felt embarrassed for my inability to explain how governments can buy the debt they just issued. The concept of negative interest rates goes against every logical fiber in my body and is as confusing to this 44-year-old parent as it is to my 16-year-old. The logical inconsistencies and internal sickness of the global economy have manifested themselves into a digital creature, Bitcoin. The argument for Bitcoin is not much different from the argument for gold. Central banks cannot print it. However, the shininess of gold has less appeal to millennials than Bitcoin does. They're not into jewelry as much as previous generations. They don't wear watches, unless they track your heartbeat and steps. Unlike with gold, where transporting a million dollars requires an armored truck and a few bodybuilders, a nearly weightless thumb drive will store a dollar or a billion dollars of Bitcoin. Gold bugs would, of course, argue that gold has a tradition that goes back centuries, to which digital millennials would probably say, gold is analog and Bitcoin is digital. And they'd add, in today's world, the past is not a predictor of the future. Sears was around for 125 years, and now it is almost dead. A client jokingly told me that his biggest gripe with me in 2016 and 2017 was that I didn't buy him any Bitcoin. I told him not so jokingly that if I bought him Bitcoin, he'd be right to fire me. Maybe I'm a dinosaur, but like gold, Bitcoin is impossible to value. What is it worth? It has no cash flows. Is a coin worth $2, $200, or $20,000? But Wall Street strategists have already figured out how to model and value this creature. Their models sound like this. If only X percent of the global population buys Y amount of Bitcoin, then due to its scarcity, it'll be worth Z. On the surface, these types of models bring apparent rationality and an almost business-like valuation to an asset that has no inherent value. You can let your imagination run wild with Xs and Ys, but the simple truth is this. Bitcoin is unvaluable. In 1997, when Coke's valuation started to rival some dot-coms, bulls used this math. Quote, The average consumer of Coke in developed markets drinks 296 ounces of Coke a year. These markets represent only 20% of the global population. End quote. And then the punchline. Quote, can you imagine what Coke's sales would be if only X percent of the rest of the world consumed 296 ounces of Coke a year? End quote. Somehow the rest of the world still doesn't consume 296 ounces of Coke. 20 years later, Coke's stock price is not far from where it was then, but on the way it declined 60% and stayed there for a decade. Coke, however, was a real company with a real product, real sales, a real brand, and real tangible dividend-producing cash flows. If you cannot value an asset, you cannot be rational. With Bitcoin at $11,000 today, it is crystal clear to me, with the benefit of hindsight, that I should have bought Bitcoin at 28 cents. But you only get hindsight in hindsight. Let's mentally, and only mentally, buy Bitcoin today at $11,000. If it goes up 5% a day like a clock and gets to 110,000, you don't need rationality, just buy and gloat. But what do you do if the price goes down to 8,000? you'll probably say, no big deal, I believe in cryptocurrencies. What if it then goes to $5,500? Half of your hard-earned money is gone. Do you buy more? Trust me, at that point in time, the celebratory articles you are reading today will have vanished. The awesome stories of a plumber becoming an overnight millionaire with the help of Bitcoin will not be gracing the social media. The moral support, which is really peer pressure, that drives you to own Bitcoin will be gone too. Then you'll be reading stories about other suckers like you who bought it at what in hindsight turned out to be the all-time high and who got sucked into the potential for future riches. And then Bitcoin will tumble to $2,000 and then to $100. Since you have no idea what this crypto thing is worth, there is no center of gravity to guide you or anyone else to make rational decisions. With Coke or another real business that generates actual cash flows, we can at least have an intelligent conversation about what the company is worth. We can't have one with Bitcoin. The X times Y equals Z math will be reapplied by Wall Street as it moves on to something else. People who are buying Bitcoin today are doing it for one simple reason. FOMO, fear of missing out. Yes, this behavior is so predominant in our society that we even have an acronym for it. Bitcoin is priced today at $11,000 because the fool who bought it for $11,000 is hoping that there's another greater fool who will pay $12,000 for it tomorrow. This game of greater fools is not new. The Dutch played it with tulips in the 1600s. It did not end well. Americans took the game to a new level with dot-coms in the late 1990s. That round ended in tears too. And now millennials and millennial wannabes are playing it with Bitcoin and a few hundred other competing cryptocurrencies. The counterargument to everything I've said so far is that those dollar bills you have in your wallet or that digitally reside in your bank account are as fictional as Bitcoin. It's true currencies, like most things in our lives, are stories that we all have mostly unconsciously bought into. I highly encourage you to read my favorite book of 2015, Sapiens by Yuval Harari. Of course, society, and even more importantly, governments, have agreed that these fiat currencies are going to be the means of exchange. Also, taxation by the government turns the dollar bill story into a very physical reality. If you don't pay taxes in dollars, you go to jail the U.S. government will not accept bitcoins, gold, chunks of granite, or even British pounds. And finally, governments tend to look at bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as a threat to their existence. First, governments are very particular about their monopolistic right to control and print currencies. This is how they can overpromise and under-deliver. No less important, the anonymity of cryptocurrencies makes them a haven for tax avoiders, and governments don't like that. The Chinese government outlawed cryptocurrencies in September 2017. Western governments are most likely not far behind. If you think outlawing a competitor can happen only in a dictatorial regime like China's, think again. This can and did happen in a democracy like the US. With Executive Order 6102 in 1933, US President Franklin D. Roosevelt made it illegal for the US population to, quote, hoard gold coin, gold bullion, or gold certificates, end quote. However, nothing I have written here will matter until it does. Bitcoin may go up to 110,000 by the end of 2018 before it comes down to earth. That is how bubbles work. Just because I called it a bubble doesn't mean it will automatically pop. You just listened to the post titled Bitcoin, Millennials, Fake Gold by Vitaly Katzenelson of contrarianedge.com.
0: With some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments it's time to turn shipping to your advantage learn how at usps.com advantage usps ground advantage simple affordable reliable
1: all right that's going to do it for this week of optimal finance daily thank you so much for being a regular listener and for subscribing to the show and have a great weekend. I'll see you back here on Monday, where your optimal life awaits.